Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the spinoff of the far more popular podcast Reboot Already Underway, the That's 80s show to yeah. the main podcast That 70s show. Starring uh, Glenn Howerton. Starring Glenn Howerton, like, yeah. what, a, what a successful career that man has had. I mean, actually, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but this is the miniseries where we talk where we talk about a series of films that I once made for Jacob Lacey. I completely skipped the intro, so I'm just introducing us now. Okay, hey, I'm Jacob Lacey. Here's my catchphrase. It's going to be real good, and here it is. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, risk. <laughs> Risk. I, I'm just risk looking at the board game behind you. I ran out of options, so <laughs> risk. It's like an exclamation point. It's like, hey, listening to this is a risk. <laughs> maybe it'll be good. It maybe it'll certainly be good. is with the way this is going so far. <laughs> uh, and I'm, of course, shot. your host, Aaron Hahn. So we are talking about another film from this list of 100 movies I once made for Lacey to watch. Films that are just yeah. interesting uh introductions to the larger world of cinema and this week we are talking about another classic film uh the graduate yeah graduate all right so i guess uh going by the normal format i guess i'll give first impressions kind of what i thought about the movie before yes. i even saw it now the graduate like a lot of the movies on this list um is so ingrained in pop culture that i was very familiar with the soundtrack, um, with certain shots, uh, the plot overall, um, but not, like, I understood the plot, the whole Mrs. Robinson thing, like, I understood, yeah, like, an the affair. whole, like, affair yeah. with the yeah. mother woman, but I didn't know before even watching it about the whole daughter subplot or like actual plot at the not end. subplot but yeah, like, like main major focus of <laughs> yeah. the second half of the film yeah yeah right um like i didn't know that even happened so i was like oh interesting interesting um twist on this so i was very excited about that um not knowing because i feel like when i'm watching all these movies i'm so familiar with certain aspects of them like when i watched psycho uh, where I'm like, well, I, I know the twist. I know what happens here. And so being able to get Right, it's films, hard to avoid with films like this. Yeah. This old and this uh, well-revered. Prolific, yeah. And so it's nice to have a bit of a surprise of thinking I knew everything that happened in this movie and then realizing I knew about half of it. Um, so I was very happy about that. And uh, yeah, overall... It's, oh man. So, it's, this is one of those movies that people claim, this is an oftenly claimed favorite film of all time by some people. Yes, and many people. I don't know that I'm favorite film of all time, but this is one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life. One of the ones that has connected with me one of the ones that has touched me in a way that i you know sometimes like like 
I might have actually even said this on this podcast before, but when you watch a lot of films, like when we were doing the 2016 marathon that we did last year, um, you start to feel like a bit jaded by movies and you're like, nothing can ever make me feel like that way again. And then when you see something that like makes you feel that way, you're like, I, I still have emotions. <laughs> like, whoa, it's crazy. Uh, you know, art can still touch me. That's it's I Yes, I am, I am uh, quite familiar with this experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You joke, but you are. I, <laughs> like, this is I, just... No, I'm not joking. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because it's true. <laughs> yeah, and so this is just one of those movies that just struck a chord with me. And, I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get to spoilers, but this is... We'll wait. I'll wait till we get to spoilers. So if we want to okay. open that can of worms now. But you got to talk about why you put it on the list. Indeed, yeah. So once again, I'm, uh, I'm glad that we have had another successful entry on this list. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. one bad and ten good or eleven good. How far are we into this list? We're now? eleven. We're, this is eleven. So 11, one yeah. good, ten, one bad, ten good. Episode it's ten. Pretty great, uh, 11th movie. Because Mulholland Drive. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, uh, first off, there's a, the again the obvious reason why this film belongs on a list, yeah. which is that it is a classic film. It is a ubiquitous film. It is, you know, it's it's a film that is so highly regarded. It's on the AFI top 100 American films. It's uh, in the National Film Registry. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's yeah. won all sorts of awards. It's such a prominent part of pop culture. So it's a film that everyone should watch. But then it's also a film that, like you were kind of talking about, it's a film that made me feel a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was also a very personal experience beyond the the popular critical acclaim it receives. So obviously, y- you know that I have a particular disposition towards coming-of-age films. Yes, and this do. is basically one yes, of the do. prime examples of that genre. So, you know, with that in mind, with the emotional impact I felt in mind, and with the critical acclaim in mind, I was like, this is a good entry for the list. Yeah, I agree. Do we want to dig into spoilers? So, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen the film, uh, go watch it. Definitely watch it. And if you have seen the film, uh, we are now going to talk about this a little bit with spoilers. So, I want to mention first... (laughs) That we picked this movie to come out because of graduation, but also... Right, I'm, I left my uh, college finally, I'm back at home now. Right. I didn't graduate, but, no. you know, it is that time of year. <laughs> yeah, but also, we're recording this on Mother's Day, so... <laughs> There's also that. Is that why we're you want to bring back hashtag way too relevant? No, 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 no. Okay, so, okay, so we'll get to that. Hashtag way then. too relevant, we're going to get to that. Not for the reasons you might expect based off of the general plot of this movie. I am not having an affair with an, el- an older woman, just so we're all clear on that. Um, but, so, so... So yeah, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. A couple everyone. days late, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I don't even know where to start in particular with this. But I guess we'll start at the beginning. You know, that, that's a, what a great place to start, Aaron. Um, Dustin Hoffman's performance, mm-hmm. he 
and this is another thing I didn't know about this movie, was that it was a comedy. I always thought it was just a straight, jo- like a straight drama, when it is mm-hmm. definitely not. This is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Like, this is laugh out loud, just his awkward, like, like the scene where she first comes into the room with him and she's naked and he's like, oh, oh Christ, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the camera flashes to her every time he looks he like looks away oh no <laughs> like it's so it's so perfectly timed it's so well done that like makes you wonder why Dustin Hoffman never became like a huge comedy actor like he had done other comedy stuff of course but like when you think of him now you think of him as for more of his serious roles than like his obviously comedy. we encountered him in uh, all the President's Men. Right, right. Which was also covered in this series. Yeah, yeah. Whew, that's a good movie, too. I like me some Dustin <laughs> Hoffman. Um, so, yeah, I was very surprised and delighted by that because just, man, just some of the funniest, most, like, awkward. He's very much like a Michael Sarah in this movie, right? Like, he's, it's the same. He what? Of, he's the OG he Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. That's... Yeah, I, I'm, if we were if we were remaking this film today, that would actually be. I mean, we should never remake this film no. today, but they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah we could go. We it. could go for a Michael Sarah in that role. I can see it. Who who would be Mrs. Robinson? Uh, Aunt May, the lady who plays Aunt May in Spider-Man. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. Um. Anyway, so. I guess I'll just get right to why this movie, I'm saying hashtag way too relevant. Yeah, let's bring it in. Hashtag way too relevant. Uh, So hashtag way too relevant. It's been a while since we uh, brought back this hashtag, but I have no idea what your connection is for this one. So so please explain. This movie, there are few movies in my life that I connect to on a personal level. I think this is one of them. I think Safety Not Guaranteed is one that I connect with. Um, mm-hmm. So stuff, stuff around that uh, kind of themes, those sort of ideas. And the end scene with him and Elaine just sitting on, uh, in the bus. In like, the back of the bus. Yeah, just la- like smiling and then all of a sudden turning to like, what have we done? <laughs> like, um, that idea of like getting everything you want and still feeling empty is like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm getting too dark and deep on the podcast right now, but I mean that, I, I feel like that's probably a feeling a lot of people have. Um, and so that was just one of those moments where I'm like, like, you, I connect with that character. I feel sympathy and empathy for him. And it's like, yeah, because he's doing so much. He, he, everything he does in this movie is him trying to fill this boredom and this hole in his life. And every time he thinks he has something that will work, it's like it doesn't, and it, or it falls apart, or he wants more. Right, he, he, he gets the girl at the end, but yeah. he's still not. Is he satisfied? We don't know. This no. Is... I mean, I read it as he wasn't, because... Maybe I'm just dark like well, that, I mean, and that's my... I mean, that's, like, the thing, though, is, like, uh, we, I was watching this, actually, with my parents, and uh, at the end, my dad is like, so why did they bring in the uh, 
Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, Sounds of Silence song at the end, because that's basically like his, you know, despair song. Like, you know, yeah. whenever he feels lo- lonely and lost and everything, that's the song they play. And he was like, so why do that if it's basically him running off with this girl and they're together again? Why is he still despairing? And I was like, well, I can't say exactly why they picked that song, because the whole point of the uh, ending is that it's it it revels in like this ambiguity. Like mm-hmm. we don't know where they're going to go. We don't know what's going to happen to them or what's going to happen between their families or any of that. Right. And so I think you it could you could choose to obviously uh, interpret the ending as a happy ending for the two of them as just kind of like they're going to forge a new life together and mm-hmm. see what comes. But at the same time, you know, the the song is there to just add to that unknowability of, you know, maybe they just made the biggest mistake of their life. Yeah. And, you know, like to be that young and to screw your entire life up. <laughs> that's horrifying. Yeah. So I think that's very much why, um, like you were saying, you still had such an emotional reaction to this film. And I think very much that's why this film has become so timeless mm-hmm. is because it is so good at capturing that like uncertainty of life mm-hmm. and that like you know nervousness and ambiguity that comes with you know trying to figure out what you want your life to be yeah and it's you know still obviously so relatable to so many people yeah and i think this is one of those movies that as i was watching i'm like if i would have seen this like a year ago two years ago maybe even earlier it would not have hit me like this. Like, this this is just one of those moments, this movie came at the perfect time for me. Mm-hmm. And whatever that says about me, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just, uh, like, the feeling of him, him drowning and, and be, feeling lost, it's like everyone feels that from time to time. And it's, that's why he's such a, a relatable character. And I don't know. I, I just... It's this sort of idea and theme that, like, I mean, my favorite song of all time is Lazy Eye by the Silver Sun Pickups. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's the same, it, that song deals with the same <laughs> themes as this. So, it's just those themes, I, I love that sort of thing. And I like the idea of everyone's lost, mm-hmm. which, again, is sad, but also it's not because if everyone's lost, no one is kind of Incredibles logic. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. We're all lost together, I suppose. And uh, But yeah, I think, I think that's very much the kind, of, the kind of feelings, the kind of sentiment that draws me to the coming-of-age uh, genre as a whole. Like, I just kind of love that whole exploration of these themes of uncertainty and, you know, trying to figure out who you are, who you want to be. It's like the, you know, like the it's like distills like because basically people have like theorized that all stories are essentially the question who am i mm-hmm. and then so basically this is like the you know perfect way to explore those themes to you know approach them when they're young when they're like have to make all these decisions yeah so it's like it's very much creates the whole series of films that are so timeless and so relatable and so emotionally impactful. Like, obviously we talked about perks of being a wallflower on this, on this series Mm -hmm. as well. And that is a similar film in, uh, 
thematic content. Yeah. So and these are definitely the films that most have like an emotional impact to me and like change my life. When did you see Perks of Being a Wallflower? I didn't see it when it, I saw it freshman year of college. Okay. I was just wondering because I feel like when I was watching Perks of Being a Wallflower, I'm like, I'm a bit older than this. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. like this is certainly a great movie, certainly a great story, but I was to the point where like this is not so much connecting with me as it would maybe someone in in a younger age than me. But like this being him straight out of college, like what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your career? I'm like, holy crap! I have no clue what I'm doing. Like, oh <laughs> god! Like, what is what is who am I? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Who am I? Um. So yeah, like I said, just hit me at the perfect time and being able to mix these heavy themes and these this this coming of age story with like great humor. Um, was just a perfect blend for me. I, was, I loved it, um, every moment of it. It never dragged once. I was never checking my phone, never checking how much longer was left in the movie. I was like, let's just, just take me on this ride and like, don't let go. Like, just mm-hmm. do what you're gonna do. Um, and yeah. And it is a very like immersive film too, mm-hmm. both between like the, the many like wide shots of him just kind of like, in the environments and all that and then the the soundtrack yeah. obviously God, you know just Garfunkel. it's such a unique approach to the scoring of films that it just like mm. draws you in in this very uh fascinating way yeah and i loved like some of the best editing i've seen in a film like the way he he constantly there's one montage in particular where he is on a black background when he's miss- with Mrs. Robinson and it zooms in, then it zooms back out and he's like at home, he's watching TV or whatever. And mm-hmm. that editing never really stops that sort of style, that sort of, here we go. Here's Jacob's hot take symbolism of the day of the week. Go, go for it. Yes. Um, where like his, his life does feel very much like point A to point B. And so there is no none of that in between. It's him with Mrs. Robinson, then it's him feeling lost again. Like, it's there's no in between. It's either he feels like he has something great in his life, and then it's ripped away quickly, and then it's back to Hello Darkness, my old friend. Um, so, yeah, there's my hot take symbolism of the day. That's that's my editing hot take, so hope we're all, hope we're all good here. Um, yeah. I don't know. Any, anything else you want to say about it? Well, I mean, I just want to... There's one thing I want. I found interesting, which wasn't related... Like, wasn't part of the film itself, but when I was just reading up on some background information mm-hmm. in preparation for this, and I read that, like, uh, Roger, Roger Ebert, when he <laughs> initially... When he initially uh, reviewed the film, yeah. that he was just, like, you know, praising it and everything, and then he said, like, when he rewatched it, and then did like you know the retroactive review he basically said like his sympathies have now switched completely to mrs robinson from uh ben and he's just like you know ben's kind of an insufferable creep (laughs) (laughs) and i just i just found it amusing that obviously you know this premier uh film critic is just like you know when you watch this film when you're older your sympathies kind of change and you're just like 
this yeah. kid is just the worst. Like he has no idea what he's doing, and he's just messing around with all these people's lives. And like, and it just made me wonder, you know, like if, like we're talking about, like this film is so impactful to us right now because this is where we're at in our lives. I'm just going to be interested to see that this is a film, obviously, I will watch again at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a film I will watch again when I'm older. And I'm interested to see, like, kind of how my reaction might change to it as well. And to the entire coming-of-age genre, in a sense, once I'm older. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I certainly also felt that he was creepy. Like, near the end, when he's like, I'm, I'm going to go marry Elaine. And they're like, oh... Well, have you told her, or, like, have you talked to her about it? No, I'm going to marry her, though. And he goes off and essentially stalks this woman. <laughs> like, um, right, right. He's and, like, definitely I'm creepy. obviously not condoning a situation like that. Don't stalk people. Don't be a creep. But also, in that moment, that is all he can see. That is all his life is. And, like... I mean, hashtag way too relevant, but like, you know, I, I've been there. I've been to that point where like, where you feel like your life is only someone else or or you feel like you can't be you without someone else. And it's never a good situation, never a situation you should find yourself in. But if you do, his steps and the things he does seem a lot less crazy in that perspective. So, yes, he's a creep, but also uh, a, a sympathetic. You, you can sympathize with him. That's what I'm looking for. I almost said relatable. So, I'm like, no, I'm not going to say he's... Don't, don't be a creep, everyone. Just don't be a creep. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's... I think that's what we want to leave you with. And, uh, do you have something else to say? Or? Um, no, I, I've... I mean, I was just going to mention some of, like, the great, hilarious moments. I, I think when he's driving down the road, and she's like, oh, th- does the ha- Taft Hotel have a bar? And he's like, oh, and swerves off the road. He's like, oh, no, I don't know. Let's just go check. I don't know if they have a bar. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to the, the bellhop or whatever, and he's like, uh, yeah, can I, can I get a room? And he's like, yeah. You got any luggage? Luggage. Do I? Do, do I have any luggage? It's in my car. I'll get someone to go get it. No, no, that's fine. It's just a toothbrush. And then when he walks back in, he's like, got my toothbrush. (laughs) It's like, cool. It's so awkward. And, you know, just as we discussed, uh, you know, fantastic performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, do you want to hear where my ranking is for the uh, Uh, list? Sure, yeah. Uh, Number one. This is definitely my favorite movie we've watched so far. So, oh, this is number. Oh, I thought you were gonna like no, no, go down the is, list and be like, is, oh, number one is this, number two is <laughs> yeah. But this, no, this is, is oh, this is number this one is number for you. One. That's uh, um, this beat out Mulholland Drive. I which, I, I mean, I absolutely obviously have well. to disagree with you there because yeah. you know, Mulholland Drive is my second favorite film of all time, but. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, it's up there as well, because Donnie Darko was in my top ten, and now Mulholland Drive and The Graduate of Beatness. So, uh, I mean, the thing with me, favorites are always changing. So, who knows? Um, but as of right now, The Graduate, by far, the most, the one that's touched me the most, the one, one of the films that's been, that's made me feel the most. So, I can't deny the power that it has. 
in that way. Well, I'm, you know, obviously glad that you are. You enjoyed another one of the films from this list. Thanks, Aaron. For me personally, I actually started my own ranking of the films we've covered so far. So I'm actually I'm actually going to run through my entire yeah, ranking since I didn't do that week, last so. week. Sure so people know where it's at. Number one. Oh, okay. Or not. Number one. Oh, start from the bottom? Yeah, I mean, that's number what I, 11. I don't know. <laughs> number 11. Okay. Blade. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. I'm more favorable to than you are, but yeah. still not great. No. Number 10. Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Number nine, being John Malkovich. Okay. Number eight, All the President's Men. Mm. I'm trying to number make up seven, my compare, but it's taking forever. Number seven, Doctor Strange Love, mm-hmm. and number six is where The Graduate lies okay. for me. Number five, Rear Window. Okay. Number four, Psycho. Mm-hmm. Number three, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Right. Right. Obviously, I'm a lot more favorable to that one as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Number two, Donnie Darko. And number one, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And that's the thing. Looking at Mulholland Drive, I was like, I had it right under Mulholland Drive for the longest time. I mean, I watched it last <laughs> night, so I mean, it wasn't the longest time. But just, I was looking at it throughout the day, and I'm like, I love Mulholland Drive. I love the mystery to it. But like, the graduate there's just something more there and like i don't know it's a very close second and same with donnie darko very close third so those the top three man we got some good <laughs> films in this list if, if anyone was uh, unaware of that yet why why thank you uh, uh, yeah thank you Did very you much make these movies Aaron? <laughs> 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 all right so yeah uh that was uh the graduate as you know, just don't be a creep. Just don't be a creep. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, watch the film if you have not seen it. It is great, timeless, and perhaps timely film. Timely, yeah, depending so, on where you are in your life. Are you graduating? Is it Mother's Day for you right now? <laughs> don't sleep with your parents. Is this your parents. exact life at the <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's, oh, you're asking someone else. I don't know why I was pulling a... Oh, no. uh, you, you seem defensive. Got, I'm a bit suspicious now. I got way you, too defensive. I mean, nobody was going to assume you were having an affair with a married woman <laughs> until you brought it up. And now it's just like, he's getting defensive about, about this. Yeah. We might actually have to, you know, look into it. Hey, man. It is what it is. All right. Indeed. So, yeah, if you want to find us around the oh web, God. you can find Lacey at, on Twitter at Jake underscore Lace. Mm. You can find him on Tumblr at Jake Lace mm. and on Tumblr. And uh, the Fix This Film for Spectre will be out the same day by the post. time this is out. Yeah, same day same this day. is out. Uh, so it's so post go, on Tuesday. Have fun. Read so, yeah, it. go check that out to see his thoughts on how Spectre could have been improved. I'm, which, way, I'm way more mean than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> it's a... Not a good film. Well, I'm excited to read it. <laughs> not even at the things you would expect. I, I'm very mean about the... Uh, God. The, what's her name? Monica Belushi. I'm very mean about that scene. I, it's a horrible yeah, well, scene. the Bond films have always been quite sexist. This is like In many level, uncomfortable though. ways and this have like, refused to, uh, you know... It's like Wait, that's that's, a, that's another discussion to have. We're trying to wrap this up. Yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> if you want to find David from the main podcast on the web, you can mm. find him at dbex15 on Twitter, dbex with two S's. Uh, if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at littleflamedune on Twitter, and this clever blog name is already taken, mm. Uh Posted a review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's up. Uh, if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can uh, find us on Twitter at Reboot Already Un. You can give us a like on Facebook for you know updates on new episodes and other news items. Uh, and you can obviously find our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah. So, leave us a review, a good review. Uh, don't I mean you can leave us a bad one, but don't be that guy. You know what I mean? Like don't. Don't be the one who challenges don't, us. Don't be, don't be a two-star guy. <laughs> yeah. Either give us five be or a one. five-star none, none, none of you lukewarm critics. And you're just like, eh, yeah. it's okay. You know, five or one. Yeah. That's, that's, Choose. Now, here's the thing. Choose. Obviously, we're joking. You can give us whatever review <laughs> we want. But we, we would like a five-star. So if you want to make us happy, a five-star. And that helps, of course, get the podcast out there. Helps spread the word. So if you want to spread the word, get us some reviews. I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want. I'm... Anyway, uh, we will be back next week with another film from the list. I do don't we think have we have plan? anything in mind. I, I mean, it's May. We're getting to the summer. Do we want to do a blockbuster? We might do a blockbuster next week. I'll we don't need RoboCop. to figure it out now. But... RoboCop. What? RoboCop. Calling it right you now. You want to do RoboCop? We're Let's do RoboCop. RoboCop. I love RoboCop. Oh, it's on Hulu, so I better watch it before it gets taken off. <laughs> RoboCop. All right. Next week. So next week, we are covering RoboCop. Until then, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. I don't know why I thought you'd forget that for some reason. <laughs> but you didn't, so.